Let's go. Here we go with the great Larry Fitzgerald. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Fitz, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Jim. Had a wonderful weekend. Another uh, exciting week of football and um, looking forward to dissecting it with you this, this afternoon. You had the Alabama experience. What was that like? I would definitely say it was one of my top three sporting event experiences I've ever had. I got a chance to go down there with Mr. Lee Stauslinger and, uh, you know, to be able to get the, the behind-the-scenes tour of the stadium and the locker room and just seeing the pageantry of an SEC game on a Saturday, which I hadn't been to. I, haven't, I, I mean, I don't know how many people the stadium holds, but there was definitely two or three times that amount of people that are outside just enjoying the pageantry and the festivities, the tailgate. I snatched a couple wings off of people's grills that they didn't, they didn't even know me, looking at me crazy, but then they let it slide, but it was great, and I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Our show is presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are, with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. Let's jump over now. Bad day for Matt Rule, uh, 11 and 27 since he came in with the Panthers, uh, one and four on this season, and, and he was fired today by uh, the owner David Tepper. Uh, you knew this was coming. Uh, it'll ease the uh, skids a little bit. He's got 40 million due uh, into his bank account. Not the day that he wanted, but at least he will be uh, compensated going forward. Well, this is not a surprise, Jim. I think we all saw this coming. I, I don't think it was necessarily just the record. It was the way the games were going. Um, how they looked, uh, you know, Baker again yesterday really, really struggled. Um, and, you know, he, he's supposed to be, you know, this guru offensively to be able to get teams and his players in space and making plays. And it just just hadn't happened. Um, you know, obviously you have to look into last year when Christian McCaffrey has been banged up. You know, he's been banged up again this year. He's the best player in the team. But they just haven't looked like a cohesive unit. And, um, you know, it's it's the business, Jim. You got you got to win, and you got to win now if you want to have true job security. It's a bad hire in the first place. Why would you hire this I, guy? I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't say that, though, Jim. He he was he did a wonderful job of Baylor. Um, you know, <laughs> Baylor? Only. It's not the National it, Football it, it, League. It, it, Jim, he, he, he was winning and dominating the place he was at. And I, I, I don't like when people say, oh, it was Baylor or it was, it, was, it was Xavier. It was He was dominating the competition that he had. He was doing a great job recruiting. Um, he cleaned up a program that Arboros, you know, obviously had issues. He had a lot of talent when he got there, but he, he did a really good job there at Baylor. And, and that's kind of what happens when these college coaches do a wonderful job. You know, people always wonder, can you, can you succeed at the next level? I mean, you see it with Urban Meyer. You've you see, you seen it with... Um, you know, a plethora of other coaches that have gotten chances. And, you know, it, it was a failed experience. He didn't do a good job. And, you know, that's that's kind of what happens. Would you want to work for David Tepper? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's, he's succeeded in everything he's done in life. Um, I've gotten to know him pretty well over the years. And he's a man that does thorough, thorough diligence on, on the hires that he makes. Um, on the draft picks is something that he takes very, very uh, seriously, and um, he's passionate about it. And you know, he he gives you an opportunity. He's not afraid to make bold moves. You know, the hire for Matt Rule was uh, one that was controversial, and he's not afraid to make controversial moves to improve his team. And so, um, I, I don't think I would have any problem with him. He's given my good friend Steve Wilkes an opportunity as an interim coach, and and hopefully, hopefully, Coach Wilkes will be able to uh, you know revive his coaching career and be able to hold on to that job. You worked with Steve Wilkes. Uh, he was a uh, coach with the Cardinals uh, for one year when you were there. Um, he's kind of got his hands full to step into this at this point, doesn't he? He does. He does. He he, he definitely has. I, I wouldn't say his 
his deck of cards is loaded. Um, but this is this is the opportunity that's presented itself. This is he has to make the best of it. He's got to find a way to spark that team. Um, and you know he's a defensive guy, so he's going to get the the defense playing at a high clip. But at the end of the day, Baker has to play better. Uh, he's got to make better decisions. He's got to make the throws that are available. And you know they have to circle the wagons. And the fortunate thing is that division is uh, is not great outside of Tampa. You know they can beat Atlanta. Um, you know they can beat New Orleans. There's, there's teams in there that they can they can rattle off wins against. But you know they they got to they got to play better offensively. Is this an attractive job? I mean, I wouldn't say it's an attractive job. Just based on you don't have any solidarity or long term viability at the quarterback position. It's it's a it's a it's a job that needs a quarterback. And if you look around the league and the Josh Allens and um, you look at the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you look at the Green Bay Packers, you look at the L.A. Chargers. I mean, they have solid quarterbacks that they can count on for the foreseeable future. And for you to have success in this game, you have to have that position, Jim. You, you have to have it. Um, and, you know, they don't have that position right now. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Our show is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, you just can't stop banking on or off the field. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Well, the call that's kind of reverberating around the National Football League today is the one uh, on Tom Brady. We heard from Tom just a bit earlier about it, uh, Grady Jarrett. Uh, and the Falcons attempting to come back from a 21-point deficit uh, late into the game. Jerome Boger threw a flag after his crew didn't throw a flag on a very bad pass interference, uh, which wasn't called uh, against uh, Scotty Miller the play before. And also, after he threw a flag on Vita Vea to sustain a drive, uh, when he basically just kind of pushed Marcus Mariota, and, and Mariota does the flop and, and gets the 15 yards. So... Bad day for Jerome Boger, uh, but they missed a lot out there. Your thoughts on, on, on the Jarrett call? I, I think it was a poor call. I mean, he, he swung Tom down, um, but I don't think it was violent in nature. But what you did see when Jarrett was getting up, he kind of pushed Tom in the chest. I don't know if that, you know, was played into the equation of why he threw it. But, it, you know, watching these, these plays week in and week out, I mean, I'm all for protecting the quarterback, and you have to protect the quarterback. That's why fans watch the games. That's why they play fantasy football, because they're quarterbacks. But, you know, you have to let those defensive linemen make plays, and, and it's an aggressive football game. I mean, it, people are going to get hit. There's going to be guys that, uh, you know, are slammed and, 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 and hit violently. But, you know, the, the play was clean, in my opinion, and uh, it never should have been a call. In the NBA, they'd call this a Dick Bavetta, the ultimate makeup call, because they missed the call, the play before, which ends the game. Does that happen a lot in the NFL? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that it, it happens a lot. There's calls that are missed. Um, there's, there's egregious calls that change the complexity of the game. You, you, you saw that with, with this play. Um, you know, it, it happens. I, I don't think they're consciously making a decision. Hey, I missed this call two plays ago. I need to make it right. I, I don't think that's something that's planned into their, their minds when they're making their calls. And, and what about the officials, Larry? We talk about it every week. You know, replay is available. Perhaps they could replay something like this and do it in about three seconds and, and pick up the flag. I don't know. What's your thoughts just on the overall status of officiating? We talk about it every year, you and me, for 15 years. Well, there's no real-time ramifications for missed calls, but they are being graded, Jim. And when the, when the games mean the most, and I'm not saying regular seasons don't mean anything, but when the playoffs start, these guys who are making bad calls consistently, the crews that are not doing a great job, 
are reprimanded. They're not able to play and, and officiate in the biggest games of, of the season. And, you know, I, I think they need to be held accountable. We've talked about this on, on several occasions that they, there needs to be, I guess, a little bit more stern uh, protocol for just egregious misses that really affect the outcomes of games and, and really affect the outcomes of players and coaches and organizations in general. What's your grade for Jerome Boger today? Yeah, I I didn't. I would say probably a C minus. <laughs> that oh, that's just awful. What what about Sean Hockley? What game did he officiate yesterday? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure he screwed something up. <laughs> Jim, what is it? What is it? You have a vendetta against the officials. I mean, I, I think you really. I love you, the officials. You don't know. Like no, absolutely incorrect. I traveled with Mike Breen for years. Mike Breen loves the officials. Got to know a lot of these guys. You know, all, all of my coaching buddies over the year, going back to Chuck Daly, treated them all with great respect, all the NBA referees. No, I have tremendous respect for the referees. What I don't like is when they get it wrong and then the league office props them up, or if it's not the league office propping them up, they come to the pool reporter and they make excuses for their bad play. Instead of just saying, you know, like the NBA, they have that two-minute report. It's not more satisfying to know that they made a mistake, but it is more satisfying to hear that they acknowledge it. Yeah, I would agree with, I would agree with that. It, it, it is more satisfying to say Monday we lost the game because of this poor call. It was acknowledged, but it doesn't change the, doesn't change the standings. That's correct. He's Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. We're here on Let's Go. And whether you're looking for a romantic getaway, weekend retreat, or just a day of fun, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos offer the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway. Enjoy the hottest action and entertainment in the heart of the Fremont Street experience in Las Vegas next time you're in town for a game. Visit goldennugget.com. That's goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. And you talk about a guy who's rolling the dice a guy who's gambling all the time, and he's gambling with the future of his job and the success of his team is Brandon Staley. He did it again yesterday, Larry. How about that one? Minute 14 left on his own 46. He's going for it on fourth down. He's got a lead against uh, the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, 30-28, and they miss. Jim, I I would tell you this. Coach Staley, if I was in Vegas and I was on the crap tables, he's the guy I want as my partner. Because when the good times are rolling, he's going to keep it rolling. But, man, Jim, as a football coach, you, you just got to question some of the decisions that he made. And, and obviously, you know, the kicker made it right in, in yesterday's game. But, oh, man, Jim, you just can't put your team in those type of positions consistently. Consistently. You, you, he, he does this week in and week out. And you, you would think that he would learn from the mistakes that he's made. But it feels like he's, he, he double downs on it. He, 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 he's doubling down, Jim. What, what, do you, what do you got, Coach? I got a 17. The dealer's showing a face card, and he still slides the, the chips across the table. He just he can't help himself. You know, he can't help himself. <laughs> well, you know, if you're counting on your opponents now to miss, and, and Kate York does miss the field goal uh, from 54 yards, but you're just giving opportunities and giving chances, and, 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 and a couple of weeks before, he's keeping Justin Herbert in the game. It's 38-10 to 10 against Jacksonville. The man has torn cartilage in his ribs. He's your franchise quarterback. It's, it's, it's one bad decision after another. And Keenan Allen. So if you don't want to listen to what the sportscasters and the pundits think, Keenan Allen, who's the best receiver on the team, is sitting at home watching this in real time, and he tweets out the following, what TF, what the F 
are we doing? Okay, that's a member of the team who's putting that out in public about his own coach. So you've lost your players when the best receiver, who's not in the game, he's sitting at home because he's injured, is openly questioning the coach. Not only does it speak to what all of us are seeing, but it speaks to how the players feel. Well, I mean, that, that, I think that was a glimpse inside, possibly, of, of what some of the players may be thinking um, on the field. Well, there's no always, maybe. He said it. No, I, as a player, you always inherently feel that your coach has your best interest. As a player, as a team, you know, at hand. Like, you, you always feel that way, right? Um, but, you know, based on what Keenan said and, and, and his description of what he was seeing on TV lets you know that, you know, sometimes... You know, that, that trust is, is fickle, and uh, it can be tried, and it looks like it's, it's running a little thin. After a York missed, uh, Keenan Allen did tweet another thing. He said, glad he missed because, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's always better to be able to uh, lick your wounds in a, in a victory. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you go back and question those, those thought processes and, and, uh, and procedures when, you, when you're sitting in the winning seat. But, you know, had they lost, Jim, this would, this would have been a devastating blow. I, I you know, our, our, our man, Mr. Spanos, probably wouldn't have been too excited. <laughs> oh, boy. But you know what? He gives us so much to talk about. I mean, it's, 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 it's really interesting how he keeps doing this. And you, you got to wish him well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not rooting against him. I'm just rooting for sanity here. And it's insanity. And it's, 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 it's sad because at some point this spills over. We saw it spill over last year. And, and it affects those 53 men on the roster and all these other coaches who work for him. Hopefully he's learning, Jim. Hopefully, hopefully he's learning. How do you think the fans feel? I think the fans find it exciting. It, I, I think the fan, it gives the fans something to talk about. It gives the pundits on you know, all these news feeds and the locals, local TV something to talk about and, and to, to, to rise about. And it helps fantasy points. And you know, it, it, I think the fans love the controversy. They love anything that's going to be um, you know, spoken about uh, positively or negatively. I, I think the fans love that. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with a jewelry expert today at K.com or visit your local store and celebrate every kiss with K. Larry, who do you give a kiss to this week uh, for their performance in the National Football League? I would give that kiss to Justin Jefferson. Um, he's he's been absolutely phenomenal. Yesterday, he picked up right where he left off over in London, with a, with, a, with an amazing performance. Even had a, a, a nice completion. He, uh, he he's he's really taken the league by storm. I just think you just want to kiss the Minnesota Vikings. Why don't you get no, Jim, Mr. Vikings talking, helmet in your Jim, room and just go Jim, over and give that guy a great big hug and Jim, a kiss? He, he is spectacular, Jim. I mean, he beats you in every single way of the game, and he does it with so much charisma and joy. I mean, when you, when you watch him, you can't do anything but just but just smile and appreciation of of his gifts, Jim. And I, and I mean, you can't stop hating, Jim. Stop, just stop hating, Jim. Just because your Broncos are struggling right now, they can't figure it out. They can't get out of their own way. Don't don't take it out on my guys. So much more here on Let's Go. We're going to talk about the Giants, the Cowboys, and Larry's kiss. How about Larry's smack? We're going to talk about Draymond Green as well when we return. Stay with us right here on Let's Go, presented by Hertz. Hello, friends. This is Jordan Schusterman from Baseball Barbacast, a SiriusXM podcast. If you missed our last episode, we talked about... 
Baseball. We love baseball. The Phillies never have a plan. They're writing their essay the night before it's due, and the Braves have been doing like an hour of work on the class project every day for a month. And to me, that's the contrast. Don't miss new episodes of Baseball Barbercast almost every weekday throughout the postseason on the SiriusXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA! Hey, Fitz, how about America's team? How about them Cowboys dominating the Rams yesterday? Cooper Rush comes in, gets another victory. He's undefeated as a starter. Uh, they got a showdown coming against the Eagles, but uh, their defense is just stupendous, and, and Parsons is just everywhere. I mean, Jim, he, two sacks again. Um, he had been shut out the last two weeks in sacks, and unfortunately he did a, a little number to his growing. Hopefully they'll be able to have him, you know, because they're going to need him against the Eagles, and so they're going to need his pressure, his enthusiasm, his, 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 his work ethic. But... I mean, the Cowboys defense, you really have to tip your hat to what they're doing there. Um, and Cooper Rush didn't, didn't make any amazing plays, but he didn't make any mistakes. He made the plays he needed to, and they leaned heavily on that rushing game. And they really dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides. So, I mean, uh, it, it's been fun. You know, I know we talked in an earlier uh, segment about Coach Staley and, and his, his decision-making. The Cowboys team are playing well enough where Coach McCarthy doesn't have to make any of these, these, these decisions. So, um, you know, it's, hopefully they can keep it rolling in that direction. How do you see this Eagles game coming up? Because look at what's going on now in the NFC East. Uh, we're going to talk about the Giants, but they're 4-1. and one. You have the undefeated Eagles at perfect 5-0, and oh, last undefeated team in the National Football League. And, of course, the Cowboys here 4-1. and one. So uh, after their loss opening night to Tampa Bay, they've come back and, and, and really played some good football, and nobody saw this coming, particularly after the fractured thumb of Dak, uh, Dak Prescott. Absolutely. I mean, I, we... The Eagles, we knew, were a good football team. Um, the Cowboys, you know, they started off rough, um, played terribly against Tampa week one, but the Giants are the ones that really are surprising, Jim. I mean, if you would ask anybody around the league, do you see the Giants at 4-1? There's, there's no chance. There's no, there's no chance we would, we would see that. So this has, been, this has been a lot of fun to watch this division, you know, really play at the highest level. It's, uh, they're going to really be challenged, the, 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 the Cowboys, next week against the Eagles. They didn't play great against the Cardinals. I think that was one of those games where you, you look at the records and, and you think that you might have a little easier chance against them. They didn't play well, but there's no half-stepping when you play against the Cowboys in a division race um, like they'll be matched up next week. So I, I think it'll be a great game. I think the Eagles will win, um, you know, because they're the better football team. But um, it's going to be a great matchup. Well, the Eagles just got by uh, yesterday. Uh, Kyler Murray, who we talked about a lot on this program, had brain lock at the end of the game as well. Uh, had a chance to, uh, you know, get the first down, not slide where he slid, but then also lost track of the downs and spikes the ball. So you have to get Amendola out on the field to kick the field goal instead of having two, maybe three plays to get into the end zone and win the game. Yeah, I mean, I had no issue with the slide. Uh, I just would love to see him slide, you know, you know, head first, make, making sure you secure the first down. And if you don't know, you have to look at the sticks and see where they're marking it and, and quarterback sneak or do whatever you have to do to be able to get that, that first down uh, on third down. Because there was 20, 
three seconds, I believe, on, on the play clock. So if it, you get the first down, you're able to snap snap it and spike it. You know, you got to think you're around 16, 17 seconds. That leaves you two plays and shots you can take to the end zone um, and, and be able to, even if you don't score, you're able to get down a little bit closer to make that field goal to chip shot. Um, you know, a professional kicker, you would expect to be able to make that kick. Um, I know he was just signed, but, um, you know, as, as the franchise leader, you'd love to see him be able to get that first down and make sure that you don't leave it in the, in the guy who's just been signed off the street uh, a week before. And how about spiking the ball? He lost track of the downs. He thought, he assumed he had the first down. That, that's why he spiked it. Um, I, I, that was his miscommunication. They didn't need, they didn't do a better job of understanding what the down and distance is. That's something that you, that you have to do um, when you're calling the game and when you're playing quarterback. That's, that's your responsibility. Didn't mean to skip over the Giants. Let's 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 circle back here to the NFC East and the Giants. A huge, huge win uh, yesterday. What a comeback against the Packers overseas in London. They were not expected to be four and one at this point of the season, and and now they've got some life. And 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 when confidence builds, and Coach Dable seems to be on everybody's list uh, for Coach of the Year, early candidate and for uh, a guy that everybody wants to be around and, and, and seemingly very effective. Uh, what's your assessment of, of, of what the Giants have done, and particularly yesterday? Well, I mean, I, I'm just really, really excited about your trajectory. Daniel Jones, you know, playing through a tough ankle injury the week before, showing a lot of moxie in the way he's competing. But, you know, the, the, the guy who makes it all go is Saquon Barkley. I mean, he, his numbers didn't jump out at you, but he just constantly makes plays and puts pressure on the defense week in and week out. And being able to have him on the field and the versatility that he presents really, uh, you know, it, it, it puts defenses in a bind. Like, is he going to hurt you in the passing game? Is he going to hurt you in the running game? Um, and, and, and Daniel's done a great job of, you know, extending plays with his legs, you know, making positive, uh, accurate throws with his arm. He's not turning the football over, which is, which has been very important. Something that's been really, um, you know, his bugaboo over the last few years. And you, you just got to tip your hat to the Giants coaching staff. They're putting them in position to be successful. Their defense is playing really well. Of the three teams that are at the top right there, Giants, Eagles, and Dallas, where do you see this ending up? I think the Eagles will win the division. You know, barring anything crazy in terms of injuries, you know, they're they're stacked offensively. Um, you know, they can beat you in a, in, a, in a lot of different ways. Defensively, they have the best pass rush in the game. Um, those guys, when you get a lead, they pin their ears back and really make it difficult. They have two talented cornerbacks in Bradbury and Slade um, who really can play really well individually in one-on-one matchups so they can create pressures and not worry about getting beat uh, on the back end. I just like the way they, the, the way they play. They're aggressive. They run the football, um, and Jalen Hurts is not hurting them. You know, we're making bad decisions. So I just, I just like the way they're built. I like the way they compete. I like the way they're coached, and uh, I, I like their long-term viability of them winning that division. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Our program is sponsored by American Express. There's something about it, the sound of the buzzer, the blow of the whistle, the coach yelling just loud enough for you to be able to hear them from your seats. It's thrilling, and you can't wait to do it all again next week. Well... When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Fitz, it looks like the Golden State Warriors are going to have to figure out how to spend some time and live life without Draymond Green after he sucker punched Jordan Poole. And the videotape got leaked, uh, knocked him out. Uh, TMZ put it out there for everybody to consume. And uh, the Warriors, obviously very upset that this was leaked. Uh, 
But the much bigger issue is the fact that Draymond Green did this in the first place. He's now become the Will Smith of the NBA. Despicable and deplorable what he did. It was, it was on call for it. It was an egregious act against a teammate, especially somebody who you is a locker mate, sits next to you every single day, looks up to you, admires you, counts on you for counsel, um, leans on you for um, advice, you know, and to be able to betray his trust by doing that, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough to overcome. And I've seen it happen on many different occasions, you know, in, in football locker rooms, on the football field when things happen like that. Um, but most of the time, guys both have their fists up. They understand that it's a it's a fight and it's not something that that you would expect. Obviously, Jordan Poole would have never expected him to punch him in his face if he pushed him, you know, especially when he got in his face to to start it. So, you know, it, it's going to it's going to take a lot of trust. It's going to take a lot of um you know, relationship building, you know, because, you know, definitely trust has been broken. And, you know, with the regular season starting here pretty quickly, you know, it, it needs to happen in a, in a timely manner. How quick do guys get over this? Uh, this is this is this is beyond the pale. I mean, if you have a, a pushing or a shoving match that doesn't become public, mm-hmm. you even have guys yeah. fisticuffs, but you rarely, at least in my knowledge, you rarely have guys cold cock another guy and knock him out unsuspecting. I, Jim, if this was not leaked publicly, if it wasn't something that every single person saw, I think they would be able to heal much quicker. You know, you, you got people saying, man, why? there's no way I could, I, could, I could play with a guy who did this to me. But if it was done behind closed doors and nobody else saw but the guys that were in the te- on the team, I think they would mu- much more likely be able to get past it and move forward. Um, you know, the relationship would obviously be strained, but it wouldn't, you wouldn't have the embarrassment um, of everybody else kind of seeing it and being able to comment on it. And do you think that this will spread now to his opponents? And do you think that there is just a, a total loss of reputation that will go on here? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's seeking. He's one year left on his contract. He's seeking a, a max extension with the only team he's played played with. Um, and Dray, Draymond's a unique player. Nobody else in the league like him that does what he does. But you know, when you're making a decision now, am I going to give Jordan Poole a max deal or am I going to give Draymond Green a max deal? I mean, it, it, it definitely leaves something um, that you have to think about, you know, because, you know, Jordan Poole has a, a huge trajectory as a player in terms of he's getting better every single year. You know what you have with Draymond. And he's, a, he's an important cog, but when you're making these type of decisions, especially when you're in the luxury tax the way they are, you know, these are, these are big, big thoughts and big, big decisions. And this isn't the first time with Draymond. He's had issues. Uh, he kicked and got suspended. Cost, perhaps, the uh, Warriors a championship with what he did to LeBron James. Uh, he's basically behind a lot of the problems that went on with Kevin Durant uh, and, and his leaving uh, the organization. Can the Warriors win without him? Or is it just one of these truly catch-22 situations if they don't have him, they don't win, but if they do have him, they have all this baggage. Well, I, I like to think that they'll be able to overcome. I think everybody on that team and an organization understands Draymond and, and, and the energy, positive or negative, that he brings. And I think everybody understands that he is a catalyst, um, you know, when pointed in the right direction, can shift him to do really great things, as you've seen in his tenure there. Um, but occasionally it does cross the line of, of, of what's acceptable. And I think it's up to his teammates and his coaching staff to be able to accept what has happened, be able to put it behind them and understand that, look, if we want to have success, Draymond is going to be a big part of that. He makes us better. He needs to be better as a teammate, um, but he makes us better as a team. If they can understand that and move forward with that thought process, I think they can put that behind them and put basketball first. 
The shame of this all is the Warriors bring so much joy. They are so much fun to watch. And, yeah. and the American public is lucky to be able to watch the Warriors, to see the joy and the excellence and, and the true greatness of Steph Curry and what he has brought, and, and to see just how sensational uh, Steve Kerr has become uh, as a head coach and, and just a terrific guy. Um, and, and the organization itself, you know, Clay Thompson and, 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 and Myers and Lacob and uh, all, all the folks uh, behind the scenes there as well. Uh, that's what's sad to me is that uh, people really love watching this team. They bring a smile to your face. And yeah, even with Draymond with his actions uh, in the past, nothing quite like this, and, and this, this taints it, and it's, it's sad to me. It, it'll go away. It yeah. will. It, one, one stroke of the brush does not paint the entire campus, but this is one big, long stroke, which is going to take a while to get over. It is a long stroke, and it will take some time. But you know what I say, Jim, and everybody else? Winning cares all, Jim. They get out to a fast start, and they're winning. Nobody will remember this incident. That's right. It is the great deodorant. I don't know who said that all those years ago, but <laughs> winning is a great deodorant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just when things smell the worst, if they come out and go 12-0 and 0 with Draymond either on or off the court, the passage of time makes everything better. That's true. That's true. And what's going to be better is the passage of time, and we will talk to you again next week. I look forward to it, Jim. It's always great to be able to chop it up with you, man, and uh, have a great week yourself. You're like a fine wine. You get better each and every week. I don't know about that, but I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Larry Fitzgerald with us every week through Super Bowl 57. He's our expert along with Tom Brady, and any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. Terrific show this week. We want to thank our producer, the great Dave the Snake Hagen, and production assistants from Harris Fabishoff. Let's go. Presented by Hertz, we're grateful for all of our sponsors. Our thanks to USAA, American Express, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, and Hertz. The Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Let's go. XM Podcasts.